Hello, I'm Scott Brown with Christian Leadership Alliance, and I want to welcome you to the Outcomes Conference podcast. This podcast brings the kind of excellent leadership insights offered at the annual Outcomes Conference to leaders like you year-round. This is where leaders invest in leaders for greater kingdom impact. Today's episode is brought to you by iDonate. iDonate is the digital giving provider designed to give your nonprofit everything it needs to build long-term giving relationships. Learn more at iDonate.com. In this podcast, you'll discover what leaders are doing today, what they're learning, and what they think matters most for a leader like you. Now, please welcome our Outcomes Conference podcast hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg from at iWorkForHim or online at iWorkForHim.com. Thanks, Scott. Martha and I are super excited to be hosting the Outcomes Conference podcast. You know, every podcast is dedicated to you, our Outcomes Conference podcast listener. We have an incredible conversation coming up today with John Lee from the Lerma Agency, lermaagency.com. You're going to find out all about that. We'll be focusing on leadership, thriving, and of course, related outcomes. John Lee, welcome to the Outcomes Conference podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. You know, Martha and I are super excited to have you. And before we get started talking about your leadership role and the perspective of what God is doing through you to lead a thriving environment at Lerma Agency, tell us how you personally keep your faith strong and your leadership Christ-centered each and every day. That's a great question. Um, you know, for, for me, it's, it's, uh, there's, there's a couple of, uh, of things that come to mind. In addition to, you know, just regular devotional time uh, that I make time, it's, it's really challenging to make time for. I, I have two kids under the age of seven. And so um, between, and, and during the pandemic, it's, you know, uh, working from home with Zoom kindergarten in the same house and another one <laughs> running around. There, there, it, it's easy to, to lose track of, of some of those important um, components of your faith walk. And, and I've had uh, the opportunity, I think the privilege to, to, to keep that discipline um, uh, because of uh, just uh, other people in my life and in my support system that make it possible for me to have the time to devote uh, to to that faith walk. But the the second part of that, I think, is just um, keeping things centered around uh, calling. Um, I uh, have an opportunity from time to time to speak in churches, and and when I do, I usually describe uh, myself as the guy in the building that might have the most secular job in the building. Um, because at the end of the day, my job is to lead a large team of experts. I mean, experts across a myriad of disciplines and capabilities, all related to working together to manipulate the souls of mankind, primarily to get them to buy things. And so it's real easy when that's your job to, uh, to, to, to think, you know, there's, there may be not, not an opportunity for me uh, to think of my think of my role in in, in commerce as a calling, but um, but I do because what we do for a living is ultimately help brands. We help brands uh, to make and communicate and keep promises well, because that's what brands are they're promises. And it occurs to me that if a brand is a promise, then 
we as Christians represent the greatest promise ever made to mankind by the creator of the notion of a promise whose entire language is promise. Um, this is God's technology branding. This is God's intelligence. And I have an opportunity in my role to lead a team of people in bringing that sophistication and that capability to brands that are interested in building God's kingdom on earth. And that's pretty special. And so I'm, I constantly remind myself of that with, with the discipline of gratitude every day. That's great. Discipline of gratitude. Wow, there were a lot of great nuggets there. And what a, what a great perspective to have on what it is that you do each and every day. So tell us about um, the word thriving. What does that mean to you or how does it look in your life? Yeah, I mean, it's the, there's, there's the dynamic. Um, and pr- I think most people are probably uh, between thriving and dying, they're probably somewhere in the middle around surviving. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, uh, and, and, you know, to be perfectly candid, I find myself there as often as I don't. Um, you know, for, for me to, to be thriving, I, I have to be in a place where I feel like I'm, like I'm uh, in God's calling, uh, where I'm, I'm like this week, for example, um, I get to do something really fun. Uh, this week, I have a, a client, a, a, mar, a, a large national brand uh, that is investing in a uh, evangelism campaign um, that's dedicated to uh, finding people in moments of crisis and just making sure that they know that they're loved and giving them an opportunity to have a conversation. You'll never know what brand it's from because they won't put their brand name on it, but they're going to spend you know, uh, six and seven figures a year in making sure that people feel that and know that. That's really special. I'm thriving when I get to do work like that. There are other days where I'm just, you know, uh, going through uh, uh, you know, uh, personnel reviews and files and Excel spreadsheets uh, where I'm, um, you know, dealing with headaches and client challenges and interpersonal communication issues. Um, it's harder to feel like you're thriving in those moments. The discipline, the discipline is figuring out a way to remember your calling in those moments and hold yourself accountable to the same promise, regardless of what the activity of the day is. Yet it's those even HR-related activities that truly build a thriving culture because you're going to have to deal with people issues because without people, you don't have a company. So how does your leadership position, why don't you describe your leadership position within the Lerma Agency? How does that position enable those you serve, both clients and employees, how does that enable them to thrive? So at Lerma, I, I manage uh, a portfolio of business, uh, but then I also uh, am responsible for our paid media uh, teams. Uh, so anytime you spend a dollar to reach a person um, in, in any number of different media, um, and then uh, and also some creative teams and, and, and other things as well. And, um, you know, one of the things you have to keep in mind in our business is that you're dealing with um, very different kinds of human beings. Um, all of them very good at their job, but a copywriter or an art director um, is a different um, organism than 
someone who, for example, does uh, advanced analytics, they're not, they, they work together to achieve a goal, uh, but their roles in the world and the way that they see the world is so different from one another. In my role in brand management, I always, you know, it's, it's, it's funny when you, when you start um, in, in the management function within an advertising agency, um, you go home, you know, after, after your entry-level job and you, you visit your parents at Thanksgiving and you have all these relatives asking, so you work in an advertising agency, right? So, so what do you do? Do you write the ads? Well, no, I don't, I don't write the ads. Oh, oh okay. So, so do you do like the photography and the filming and the art? Like, no, we don't do that. Okay. So, uh, so do you do like, do you like decide where the ad runs? Do you do the, the, the media? No. Oh, oh you, you must be the research guy. Do you do the research? No, I don't do that either. So, so what exactly do you do? Um, I, I, I found myself trying to answer this question a lot when I was, you know, 20 years ago, when I started this, this, uh, this journey and, um, I came up with a with a, a silly answer back then. I said, "Well, my job primarily is to worry, um, to worry about everybody else's job." And uh, but really, what the job is is it's a special um, kind of confluence of all of those different um, all of those different capabilities, all those different personalities. Uh, your job is to you know assemble the best possible team to solve a specific client problem generally speaking, in the context of helping them articulate the client, um, a business problem that they need an outcome to, and then finding the right group of people within the agency that can help solve that problem. And then figuring out how to inspire them and inform them and effectively lead them into doing great work together. Um, It's not for everyone. Uh, it's a difficult job. You have to embrace ambiguity. You have to be um, uh, have a, an emotional intelligence high enough to uh, know your own weaknesses uh, and and um, and not and know what you know and what you don't know. Uh, respect other people's work product. Um, things that uh, don't always come naturally, whether or not you're you're a believer. Things that are challenging to do, oftentimes, um, and so. That's been a big part of it for me, and in, in, in my leadership style is is um, building the great building great teams, and then expecting them and respecting their work, expecting them to do great work, and and, and then respecting their work product. When we come back, we're going to hear more from John Lee. We're going to ask him about some of the, his challenges and his successes over the last twelve to eighteen months as he's learned to lead virtually uh, with clients and with his employees. All of this being done at the Lerma Agency. Maybe you could check them out online, lermaagency.com. We'll be right back with more on the Outcomes Conference podcast. I'm Ray Gary, the founder and the CEO of iDonate. At iDonate, we're focused on helping you deliver great digital giving experiences that today's donors love, enabling you to reach more, convert more, and even retain more. It's a digital giving system like no other. For more information, you can find us at idonate.com. Hey, welcome back to the Outcomes Conference podcast as we talk today with John Lee from the Lerma Agency, lermaagency.com. John, you know, the last 12 to 18 months have been challenging. That's a nice way to say it. So much has happened to all of us this last year. The entire globe impacted. What changes have you made in the last year, either professionally or personally, that helped you focus 
keep focused as you're on your mission as a leader? Well, in addition to this pandemic, um, it, my entire team um, switched agencies uh, at the beginning of this year. Uh, we've, we moved from an agency that I'd been at for 17 years uh, to Lerma uh, with this uh, opportunity to um, bring uh, some of the faith-based clients with me, but then also to, to build a practice that specifically orients itself around serving people of faith, uh, both in the for-profit and nonprofit sector. Um, from a work standpoint, uh, it, so so bringing this this team along um, throughout that process was challenging. Joining a new agency in a time where we weren't allowed to go to the office is challenging. Uh, but um, probably the, the the biggest challenge, and and, and and also the most fulfilling and rewarding thing that I've experienced over the last um, year was uh, was serving the Salvation Army during Christmas time during a pandemic. Mm. Um, there was a, um, a significant amount of, uh, trepidation, uh, in a number of areas. Uh, one being, um, the red kettle campaign, you know, the Salvation Army raises about $155 million in those red kettles, um, every year. Wow. And, um, they were looking at significant losses from a couple of reasons. One, there were a lot of, um, there were a lot of retailers that weren't sure if they were going to be allowed to have kettles um, out in front. Uh, on top of that, um, even if they were, how many stores did you go into this last Christmas? Right, we're all doing curbside, we're all doing you know shopping online. Uh, there's that was already kind of a challenge, but COVID just supercharged the speed at which America adopted those new those new activities, and so. Uh, we developed a campaign with with the Salvation Army that we that we called Rescue Christmas, and the idea was just to to get um, America give America a call to arms. Uh, we knew and we know from the last seventeen Christmases that when we um, ask America to serve suffering humanity, when we show them the hurt in the world, they'll respond, um, and and America did respond. Um, we had so many online donors. We had more digital donors online that were new that had not given to the army before in 2020 than we had total online donors in 2019. The outpouring was overwhelming. Um, and, it, and it helped the army serve in locales where they were seeing need um, up you know, 50% or more. Um, we were seeing, you know, we, we're still seeing um, the poverty rate is just skyrocketing. Um, the, the rate at which um, people are, are, are going into poverty, the fastest growing segment of homelessness in this country right now is families. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's only, there's very few, there's a lot of organizations that can help. There's a lot of organizations that are doing great work to serve um, the, the poor and to serve uh, people who are vulnerable uh, but there aren't really very many, if any, that have the size and the scope and the capabilities of the Salvation Army serving in every zip code yeah. in America. And, and to have the opportunity to play some small role in their ability to make their mission happen was, was a blessing in a time where we needed, to, we, 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 we needed one. We needed to, to know that the work we were doing mattered. Yeah. And, and God, what- God, God showed up. 
What a great thing that it was both a challenge and something that you got to see as a great breakthrough in the work that that God did there. So let's talk about, you know, is there something that you as a leader have consumed or experienced that you then shared with your staff, your teams, to help them grow as well? So uh, a couple of things that I that I will that I will mention. Um, we have a one of my clients uh, is uh, a man, an author and speaker who's also a home builder, uh, and uh, he, he owns a home building company and a mortgage company in, in in Texas. His name is John Houston, and he just wrote a book called Finding My Way Home, and it's a it's a brilliant. Um, kind of biography, memoir of, of his upbringing and, and moments throughout his life where God showed up. And we've, I've shared that with the team so that they can, as a, because for me, it was so inspiring uh, to see uh, someone who has taken their, their, their life's work, um, which is not traditional ministry, and they've turned it into Christian leadership. Yeah. Um, there's so many people on my team are, are here for that reason. They want to do that kind of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a, that's one that that I would mention that's 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 very recent. Uh, the other is just a practice that I do that I've encouraged others to do. Um, uh, every morning, when I when I do my uh, my devotional time, I, one of the things that I do is I I've, one of the things I've learned throughout this the last twelve to eighteen months is that um, gratitude is a discipline. Mm. And uh, and if it's not if it's just an emotion. You know, if it's just a reaction to something that's happening in the moment, it's temporal. It's not. It doesn't change your worldview. It doesn't change the way you uh, you you build relationships with other people and with God. Um, so every morning, um, I I I, uh, I write down every single morning um, at least twenty things that I'm thankful to God for mm. <laughs> every morning. And sometimes they're silly and dumb, and sometimes they're really poignant. Depending on you know how caffeinated I am, but um, but that's that's something that I've shared with my team that I think has been really impactful. Um, it certainly that. has been for me. I love that. You're listening to the Outcomes Conference podcast as we talk with John Lee from the Lerma Agency. When we come back, we're going to talk to him about an incredible story, his opportunity to donate a kidney, and maybe some leadership advice for you. We'll be right back with more on the Outcomes Conference podcast. What if you could stop the never-ending search for new donors and develop long-lasting relationships with your current donors? Connected Giving by Donate is just that. It's a donor retention and engagement strategy that transforms one-time donations into sustainable and recurring giving through intentional and consistent donor experiences. For more information, you can find us at idonate.com. Hey, welcome back to the Outcomes Conference podcast. Today, Martha and I are talking with John Lee from the Lerma Agency. Maybe you check him out online. Maybe you guys need help marketing an incredible project. Maybe you need your brand to be the brand in your uh, lane within Christianity. Check him out online, lermaagency.com. John, I hear we have something in common. You donated a kidney. Tell us the story. Yes, I did. Um, so my... Uh, my uh, about six years ago, seven years ago, my brother-in-law um, had uh, idiopathic kidney failure. In other words, they have no idea why, um, but his kidneys just simply stopped working. And he was on dialysis uh, pretty much immediately and mm. uh, 
and pretty constantly. Uh, and it, it took a significant toll on his health as dialysis often does. And, and um, you know, throughout that process, um, watching him go through that, you know, I, I felt, you know, as much empathy as I could for him, but I also felt a, maybe a tugging of the Holy Spirit that maybe I need to consider um, whether or not I would be right for that. So I prayed about it for about a year and consulted with my, my wife and my pastor and, and decided that I wanted to, uh, to do it. And so um, I wasn't a match. So if you're uh, to, to speak to anyone who's not in the, uh, you know, living organ donation science realm, um, there's a lot of things that go into being a good match for, uh, for living kidney donation. Uh, blood type is the, the, the least of it, but there's a whole bunch of other stuff well, as well uh, that I barely understand myself. So I'm not going to pretend to be an expert in, um, but uh, uh, we did what was called a, a, a paired exchange. So in other words, there was another uh, woman uh, in uh, Fort Worth, it, it turned out. So it, it isn't far from me in Dallas um, who who needed a kidney as well. And she had a friend who was not a match for her, but she was a match for my brother-in-law and I was a match for her. And we didn't know each other and we didn't get to meet each other for, you know, six months after the, the procedure. But, um, but she'd been praying for, you know, a, 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 a donor and, uh, and she was a really tough match. Uh, I won't get into the, the details, but there were certain things about her blood chemistry and, and, uh, and other things that, that made her a really challenging match. Uh, and I, I happened to be uh, a perfect match for her. And so um, we, uh, we did the, the, the uh, paired exchange. Um, I think she was about one percentage point of kidney function away from having to go on dialysis. So she never actually had to go on dialysis, praise God. Wow. Um, and during that process, I, uh, you know, it's actually not a difficult procedure these days. It's, you know, mostly robotic. It's mostly pretty uh, quick recovery time. Uh, but I, but you are down for a couple of weeks and I was, you know, at home and I have a, I, I work at a pace that's uncomfortable um, for in, any reasonable human being usually. Uh, so whenever I stop, stopping is also uncomfortable because I'm used to just going. And so for the first week, stopping doesn't bother you because you're, you're really kind of resting and, and recovering. The second week, you're still resting, recovering, but you feel like you're not. So you're just kind of bored. Um, and so I'm, I'm sitting at home and I'm, I'm praying and, and I'm considering, you know, um, all these different, you know, thoughts bounce around in my head. And, um, and it, it, I started doing a little bit of, you know, kind of napkin math of, of the, what I've experienced and, and what others might experience in, in living kidney donation, because what I experienced for me was so fulfilling uh, it was it was a more fulfilling spiritual experience than than almost anything I've done in in, in my life. Um, the, to be able to um, the the fact that God has inspired mankind with the capability to take a part of my body and put it into another person's body, and both of us have a more abundant life from that. Mm. It's incredible. I, I That's know it's, a, it's an amazing thing. And, and it occurred to me that, you know, that, that John 10, 10 idea of, of life and life more abundantly, like that's a thing that we are supposed to represent. When you think about the promise of Christianity, when you think about the brand that we are supposed to collectively be, 
to use the crass language of my trade. Um, what is a way, what is, is, I can, I can, I can hardly think of better metaphors <laughs> than, than, than this kind of procedure. And so here's the math that I did. So there's about 100,000 people in this country who are healthy enough to get a kidney donation and need one. I don't believe that every Christian is called to donate a kidney, but I bet 100,000 are. So I started this uh, website um, where I tell my story and, and encourage others to, uh, to prayerfully consider whether or not they might be called to this gift. And because here's what I know for sure. Um, most people won't be called to donate a kidney, which is why we're not, we're not trying to sign people up online to donate kidneys. That's, that's crazy. What, we're, what we want people to do is to prayerfully consider it because I, I know what happens when you prayerfully consider something. You never get a yes or no answer. Like if, if you go to God and say, I'm considering this, this uh, act of, of sacrificial, sacrificial generosity as a form of worship because I'm so grateful for all that I've been given and I'm so grateful for the health that I that I. Uh, enjoy and I want to um, and, and, I, and I want to uh, worship you and demonstrate your love through this to others. Um, is this right for me? Um, if, if it's not right for you, then he's going to find something else that matches that description. Some other act, some other act of worship that is sacrificially generous that uh, proclaims his goodness to someone who needs to hear it and to all of the people in the ripple effect of that, of that gift. And, and what better way for us to reclaim the story and the promise of Jesus Christ in our culture than, than an act like that. In our business, we talk about brand actions, you know, advertising is, can be powerful, but nothing's more powerful than, than when a brand acts. You know, when CVS stopped selling cigarettes, that was a really powerful move from a marketing standpoint. It was the right thing to do for their brand. It was a low, it was, it was, but, but, you know, what is it that we can do that are actions um, that demonstrate and communicate in a way far more powerful than anything we could say or write? Let me ask this one last question because we need to be done. You, you've stated that, you know, there's, a, as you said, 100,000 people right now need, need and qualify to get a kidney, but there's not enough donors. And you just said people should consider, they should prayerfully consider it. I consider the donation that I got to do, and I got to direct donate to a friend, which was cool. an incredible honor. I consider it the, you know, the greatest Christmas gift I ever got was to donate my kidney to my friend. I thought two weeks, I'm glad you thought two weeks was a long time. I was at five weeks and I came back to work, but okay. I'm glad it went better for you <laughs> than it did for me. But I, it, it's an incredible act of leadership to be sacrificial. Um, but you don't do, you don't donate your kidney just because you want to be a great leader because that's just ridiculous. But it does demonstrate something about the heart of a leader when you're willing to put your life on the line for another brother. But that's what leadership really is. Isn't it, John? It is. And I, I think that, um, you, you know, 
every parent is a leader in the things they sacrifice for their kids. Uh, every boss is a leader for the thing in the things that they sacrifice for their for their teams. Um, and and I and and I think that's 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 important. I mean, um, I, I I think too though there's a mentality that that in Christian leadership there's a mentality that's important. And the mentality is that um, you are so you have to be so focused on on the on what you have and the joy set before you. You have to be so full of gratitude for the blessings that you've experienced that sacrifice is um, that it, that you often confuse. Um, or not confused, but maybe uh, you don't. You can't tell the difference between sacrifice and fulfillment because they're so related to each other. And and I don't think I can. I don't think I can feel fulfilled without some of the things that I that cost. Mm-hmm. Um, and quite frankly, let this may give put a plug in for living kidney donation. I mean, I don't take ibuprofen anymore, and I, I have to drink more water. But that's pretty much the only difference in my life, honestly, guys. Like. These days, the if you if you think that this might be for you, I, I would say reach out to me through the website, and and I'll I'll walk you through the process. It's actually a lot. Uh, it's not that hard. Um, my, in, in my experience, it, it, it's uh, there is a, it does take a physical toll for a little while, but um, but uh, two things I'll tell you for sure. Number one is uh, you get back to if you're if you're healthy enough to donate a kidney, and they'll and they will make sure you're healthy enough. Yes. Uh, you'll be uh, you'll recover quickly, and you won't have any significant long-term lifestyle changes or impact on on your life lifespan. And number two, everybody's going to treat you so well for a few weeks there. Uh, they're going to let. I mean, they're going to buy you food and come get you stuff. You're not going to. It's going to. It's 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 uh. It, you get a nice little honeymoon period there. At the <laughs> What's that website, John? That you set up personally to promote this? Uh, it's called usforthem.org. Usforthem.org. We're going to have to talk about that offline. Thank you, John Lee from Lerma Agency for joining us today on the Outcomes Conference podcast. Thank you. It's been great. And to your Outcomes Conference podcast listeners, thank you for joining us. We pray the podcast inspired you to think higher and deeper about thriving for a greater kingdom impact. Be sure to visit the Christian Leadership Alliance website at christianleadershipalliance.org, where you can stay up to date by subscribing to the Outcomes online newsletter and the CLA Higher Thinking blog. And if you're not already a member of the Alliance, what are you waiting for? Join the Christian Leadership Alliance today, christianleadershipalliance.org. Remember that the wisdom in this podcast came to you on its way to someone else. If you loved it, say so and share it today with a friend. I'm Jim. I'm Martha. We'll see you again for the next episode of the Outcomes Conference Podcast. Mm -hmm.